Although, I've seen some scripts, I know the words weren't spelled right. There was hardly any commas in it at all. So I don't think that's too important. Hey, you want to get on the train here, or you want to ruin another take, huh? It's too cerebral. We're trying to make a movie here, not a film. Man, I don't drop character till I've done the DVD commentary. You want to eat the writer? Be my guest. That will leave you to explain how else your character is supposed to get to Bremen. Welcome back to another episode of the In the Mouth of Darkness Chatcast. I'm your host, Brad Gullickson, the Mouth Dork, and joining me again is Lisa Gullickson, the Wife Dork. Hey, Lisa. Hello, my love. How's it been? It's been, uh, actually, I can't believe it's two weeks after Fantastic Fest, and I am still exhausted, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, it like a film festival like that, a nine-day film festival, certainly takes it out of you. Um, but man, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm relishing my exhaustion because that tells me I had a blast in Texas. Hell yeah, we did. Because guess what? Last week, we spoke to Bong Joon-ho. This week, we're speaking to Takashi Miike. My mind is still blown. <laughs> like, I mean, this one's insane because... What? Audition came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure when I saw it. Probably like a year or two after, like 2000, 2001. And, you know, I loved that movie when I first saw it. And it did send me down this rabbit hole of Mike films. And that's when I discovered Dead or Alive and Gozu and Ichi the Killer came out. And like, like Mike was a revelation to this film fan in the early aughts and took over my watching for a long time. And the weird thing is, Lisa, yeah. you had a similar experience. I did. Well, um... Because he's not really your bag, or I would not think his movies would really be your cup of tea. There are things about Mike movies that, that do speak to me. The fact that they are crime films often... They are very stylistic. They're very individualistic, but they be yucky sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Really, really gross. And so I graduated from high school in 2002, uh, and then I went to college, and I started dating a kind of anime-ish film nerd, and he introduced me to Takashi Miike, and I didn't have the the confidence, the presence of self at that age to be like, um, this is upsetting me, and I don't <laughs> want to watch it anymore. Um, so we ended up watching film after film after film, and even though I found them super graphic and uh, ups- uncomfortable, uncomfortable. I did find myself really being engaged in the story, swept up in the wildness, and I found myself, even through the trauma, to be a Mike fan. Well, you're a huge Happiness of the Katakuris fan. That is my favorite. And, like, it's one of those things where I just think about certain scenes randomly as I'm like, I'm going about my day. And uh, I just, I laugh. I find it so weird and fun. (laughs) And in recent years, you know, when we went to our first Fantastic Fest a couple years ago, they had Blade the Immortal. And we fell hard for Blade the Immortal. That was a revelation. His hundredth movie. His hundredth movie. Unlike anything I had seen of his before, Super rich, super gorgeous. So the main character, Manu, I forget. I forget his first name. But, but yeah, it's he, something like Man. Yeah. And being so, so insightful and... and Charismatic. And, and yeah. And sad and cool. And like, just like... It, it, and the relationship it, with the little girl yeah, character. Yeah, I don't know. Blade the Immortal is super special. And the fact that it was his 100th movie, it, it, you know, it, it, it's astonishing. And then we come to this year's Fantastic Fest, and he is screening First Love, which is his return to the Yakuza subgenre. And you're like, oh, he's going back and doing kind of things that he used to do. And uh, guess what? First Love, nothing like any of his other movies. It structurally like story-wise not in style at all it reminds me a lot of guy ritchie's lock stock and two smoking barrels it's one of those where it's uh, which is one of my all-time favorite movies um but it's where all of these different disparate characters are going about their lives and they don't realize that they're 
they're kind of drawn towards each other, yeah. like as if they're being twisted on a spaghetti fork or something. And, and it becomes a comedy of errors. And Absolutely. It's hilarious, violent, awful, and wonderful at the same time. What I love about First Love more than anything is that it's ultimately, despite like practically everybody ending up dead, life-affirming and optimistic. Mm-hmm. I left the screening of First Love at Fantastic Fest, exhilarated. And we watched it back-to-back with Jojo Rabbit. Similar themes. Yeah. Similar message at the end of each film. They made a super, like, the first night of Fantastic Fest, hands down. Like, I loved last year, our opening film was Halloween. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was also wonderful, but... This was, like... Exhilarating, creatively fulfilling just as a viewer. I was walking on air. Yeah, it was yeah. so awesome. You wanted to go out and make art, right? And then to be able to sit down with Mike and talk about First Love is insane. He did a wonderful Q&A after that first screening of First Love. He was very jokey. He was, you know, he, he, he was giving little jabs to the audience. and He, th- he summarized the movie before... At, like when they asked him to do an, a little intro before the movie. And he said it was about a guy finding a lost dog yeah, and yeah. taking that lost. And I think, yes, that was a joke, but also that is kind of the movie also, yeah, which yeah. I found really, really sweet. So then the next day, that morning, we go up to the karaoke room. Uh, the, I think it was the haunted manor karaoke room, which looks like a spooky house. And, we sit with Mike, his producer, and his translator, and yeah. we have uh, a 20-minute conversation. If you want to visualize the translator, he was a very tall, handsome man. I, I mean, okay, yes, that is true, and well put together. Yeah, I love he, that he well-dressed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, props to him, making me look like Speaking a schlub. Speaking Japanese, yeah. you did not look like a schlub. Uh, yeah, I always look like a schlub, Lisa. You, you weren't wearing a vest. Uh but but he, but here's the deal. So we, we have this conversation and we're going to present it to you first as is with us talking to Mike through his translator and his translator giving us Mike's input. But then I thought some of you might just want to hear the content. Right. And this was Lisa's idea. So we're going to let's say um, jump to the minute mark. Uh, 40, 47. And you will be able to hear just us and the translator. I don't think that's the best way to hear this episode, but if you want a speedier podcast, that'll do it for you. I think I I would never just put out the... The translator? The, the, the questions and the answers, mm-hmm. but I like I like the idea of being able to hear the them back to back. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how uh, our listeners think about that. And then after that, meet us on the other side and we'll wrap up this episode and tell you who is coming on after Mike because it's also nuts. So I wanted to open up the questions with making a Yakuza film in a time that Yakuza films are going out of fashion. Did you um, did you have in mind um, bringing the tropes to a new generation? Did you feel like you had to translate the idea of the Yakuza film? じゃあ、そうですね、あの、やっぱり新生代に伝える絵と目的、え、あったでしょうか。いや。うん。仮に伝えることができても
ただそういう状況だからこそなんかヤクザはもうちょっと暴れさせたいよねっていう、うん、そのまさに実際のそのヤクザも日本の中でヤクザらしく生きることがもうできなくなってるし映画のヤクザたちも元気がない、うん、でも見てみるとまだ楽しめるんじゃないかっていうその周りに言う広く言うというより自分でちょっと自分たちで確認してみたかった。うんそう、you know,、um, you know, it's funny because even if I, even if that had been、uh, part of my intention, my intention, you know, there, there's no guarantee that you know there would be a new you know yakuza film boom or anything like that, and、um, and I honestly do feel like you know the yakuza film genre is going away,、um, and I don't really see any meaning. I don't personally feel like there's any meaning. You know, in trying to artificially extend the life, you know, of the Yakuza film genre,、um, but but because you know it may be going away, that there's particular significance in doing a film, you know, to like kind of let it go out with a bang,、mm-hmm. you know, and you know, kind of let these bring back these Yakuza characters and just kind of let them go wild like one last time, right?、Um, at the same time, you know, the true Yakuza. Uh, you know, in Japan,、uh, can't really you know they can't survive anymore. They 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 can't they really can't exist anymore in Japan. You know, they're not allowed to exist. And you know, even the film yakuza, you know,、uh, yakuza within the films aren't you know doing that great either.、Um, you know, including you know your characters in the films and maybe you know even the actors you know involved.、Um, but I felt like it's still worth it and still enjoyable. You know, to make a film、um, in the Yakuza film genre, and I kind of wanted to prove that to myself.、Mm. I still want. I kind of wanted to, to. I had, you know, maybe a、um, something I wanted to. I wanted to experiment and prove to myself that yeah, that it was still worth doing this. So,、uh, wild and joyous、uh, is what I think about when I, is what I thought about when I came out of First Love. I mean, it is an extremely exciting. Uh, and like uproariously funny at times, and what I've always appreciated about your films is how you jump from genre to genre to genre.、Uh, and you know, do you find like the, the the more films you make, are you blending more and more genres? So, I know, hats koi omi de, hontoni nanka abareta. えー、もうすごく喜ばしい映画だと思ったんですね。つまりもう爆笑せざるを得ないあのシーンたくさんあって、その中でもやっぱりのもうあのいろんなジャンルが混ざってるから、やはりのまあ意図的にいろんなジャンルを混ぜて映画を作成されてますでしょうか。うん、まあ意図的というよりいろんな俳優が集まってるし。ヤクザといってもいろんな状態のヤクザがいるしどのジャンルも結局同じような問題を抱えてる大きな病院の中の権力闘争医者たちの権力闘争だったり政治家たちの,その野党と与党との間の戦いであったりとかまたはその人たちが家庭家の中で抱えている奥さんとの問題とかあんまり変わらないよね<笑>そのヤクザだからこそっていうものっていうのはそんなにないんじゃないかとだから当然いろんなものが。入り込んでるように見えるんじゃないかと。So you know, I feel like the、um, you know, Yakuza films, 
um, maybe a little bit different, but you know, you have in film in general, you have just so many cliche, you know, just overly um, just you know themes that are ju- or stories that are just you know told over and over again. You know, like I don't know the um, you know, director of a hospital, you know, it's fighting for you know like it's struggling to for like power, like a you know a power struggle you know, at a big organization or, you know, a power, a political power struggle or even, you know, uh, a family, you know, a couple with, you know, marriage problems, you know. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, a Yakuza film maybe is a little bit less common and yet at the same time includes, you know, so many, maybe it kind of has to incorporate, you know, little bits and pieces of so many other genres. That's just kind of the way that I feel like, a, you know, a Yakuza uh, film is so so coming off of other films and like you know it, it feels like uh, First Love in some ways is a return to form of a lot of films that you or the Yakuza genre that you've done in the past um, but do you feel like the genre itself of Yakuza frees you up to explore um, more emotions than other genres that you work in whether it's like a samurai film or, or what have you あの、まあ、あの、初恋はまあ、ヤクザ映画のその、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、
とか死というテーマの隣,隣にあのやっぱり喜びを描写する必要があると思ってますでしょうか、うんうん、でもまあそれは映画の表現ではなくて人間の普通の願いだよね、うん、その要は、えーうん、必ずいくつかの死に遭遇するわけでしょある人は子供幼い頃に両親を亡くす子供もいたりいろいろそして自分もいずれ死ぬわけですよねその時に、うん、自分は意識しないけど全く自分の知らないところで自分たちが生きたことによって出会いがあったりとか次の何か恋を生んでるとかっていうふうに願い、うん思いたいたじゃないですか、うん、そういう、うん、それを非常にストレートにシンプルに描いていたのがこの映画だと思います。You know, as you know, an artificial filmmaking you know, construct or trope, it was really just because that's part of who we are as humans,、mm. right? So, you know, all of us、uh, have to face death. You know,、uh, a parent that loses their child, or you know, a child that loses their parent and then, you know, then later faces death themselves, right? You know,、uh, because we're you know, in that situation, all of us are in that human condition. You know,、uh, we, you know, we have this life that we're, we always know that there, it has an expiration date. And yet we are able to encounter or meet other people. You know, in this case, you know, this, it turns into you know,、uh, this love affair. And, you know, and we want to, we have this desire you know, for that balance between death and life or death and joy. And we want to believe. That that's, you know, that that's something that we can also have. And so, you know, in, in a sense, you know, I'm just simply taking you know,、um, you know, this very basic thing and just you know, you know, laying it out very straightforwardly.、Mm. So let's, let's talk intention wise.、Um, you know, you, when you、uh, finally decide that this is going to be your next film,、uh, what is. What is the creative force that is driving you to make First Love? How, and how does it differ from other projects? なんかあのまあ、キュレイティブなまた創造的な空動力、えー、という役割を果たしたものはありますでしょうか、うん、あのまず制作よあの出資する IQ するよ投影のプロデューサーから、うん、もう今はなくなって。てしまったけど昔普通に作っていた V シネマ、うん、そういう B 級の人間たち、まあ、つまりそれはヤクザとかアウトローとかになるから、はい、立派じゃないと言われてる人間たちの、うん、立派でも何でもない物語映画を昔作れてたんですよね僕らは、はい、今はみんなに共感をしてもらえるようなその映画ラブ普通のラブストーリーだったりとか、うん、誰かが病気でかわいそうとかもうそんなばっかりじゃつまんないよねっていうことからだから作,作ってみようよっていうことから始まったことですよね。で自分はそこに、えー、映画としての意義っていうよりも個人としての喜び、うん、そうだよね。
観客は見て面白いと思うか今のね若い人たちはどうかわからないけど、うん、作ってる自分は面白い、うん、やっぱりここで今僕らがやんなきゃいけないのはどんなものを作ると喜んでもらえるかよりも自分たちの面白いと思うものを作ってそれで評価されて淘汰されるいなくなっちゃう人もいれば通用する人もいるっていうそういうことをやっていくやっていこうよっていうような意味に自分は受け取ったんでね東映から。からそれが一番意味と You know, so really what was behind、um, you know, the creative motivation behind this film was that I was approached by、uh, Toei, the、uh, film distributor and, you know, and production company in Japan, about you know, doing something that harkened back to like, the low budget or you know, indie film or cinema, B cinema days of Japan, you know, where you were you know, depicting these Yakuza. Or outlaws,、um, or you know, these losers, or people who are just you know, nobodies. And,、um, you know, and you depicted these stories, these inter- interesting stories. And that was the way B cinema used to be in Japan.、Um, but nowadays, you know, the films that are being、uh, produced, they're all you know, about these stories that、uh, you know, the masses, you know, as many people as possible, are trying to get as many fans. You know, as large as the reach as possible, or wider the reach as possible. So, you know, like a sick person in a hospital, and, you know, this, you know, tragedy, or, you know, you know, something that everyone will say, oh, you know, look at that poor story. Oh, what a, you know, what a sad, you know, story. Or I cried, you know, when I watched this story. And so the idea was, well, let's do something a little bit, let's do something different. Let's kind of, you know, rebel from that a little bit. And, Try you know, a different angle. And so that was kind of the start. But also, part of it was just my own personal enjoyment. you know I wanted to make something that was interesting for me,、uh, you know, that I could watch it you know and it would be interesting. I don't, you know, and I don't know if audiences would watch it and think it's interesting, but that's really not my main focus. I'm not thinking, you know how am I going to make something that as many, you know, you know, audience members or viewers are going to love as possible. I want to make something. That I personally just love making it. And,、um, you know, and it's, that may end up turning into something that,、um, you know, that gets、uh, recognized or you know, has some level of success, but it may not. And, you know, and some people may get it and some people may not. But you know, that was kind of our, you know, our goal was to make something that you know, we just were interested in making ourselves. But you've made many, many, many movies, and I would think you would know what an audience wants at, at this stage in your career.、Uh, do you still find yourself surprised by how、uh, audiences react to your films, or,、um, or, or do you feel like you can predict how you know, certain sects of your fans will like this and others will like this one?、Hmm. まあ、それもやっぱりもうあれだけ家族の映画を作,れあの作られたあの人としてはやっぱりもう観客が何,何を見てもらっているのかもう大体分かっているだろうと思いますしやはりあのそうですねあのまあ観客の反応をやっ,たりやっぱり読めたりやっぱりもう。もう前から想像できたりしますかそしてあの、まあ、例えばあの、まあえーまあ、いろんなファンがいらっしゃるのでやっぱりこういうファンならやっぱりこういう映画があのもう喜ぶだろう,もうこういうファンならこういう映画がよよ喜ぶだろうそういうことをかあのお分かりになってますよねうんいやでも実際は。あとあのやっぱりあのまあファンのあの反応を見てやっぱりびっくりするところ、うん、あのことがありますでしょうか。あそれもありました。うん、まずやっぱ今回の上映とかでもあ,あスクッター我々と同じポイントで笑ってくれるとかひどいなと思ってると。<笑>ひどいなと思いながらそのひどさがあ
面白いと<笑>そういうところはうんレラって計算して作ってるとなんか観客の方が「う俺らをそうこうやると喜ぶと思って作ってるなこいつ」っていうのはバレると思うんですよね<笑>映画って。そんなにやっぱり冷静に現場で作ってるわけじゃなくてやっぱりなんか精一杯楽しもうと一生懸命やってると役者とカメラと自分たちとあと撮影時間残された時間とか天候とかそういう中でどんどんどんどんやっぱりプライベートな感情スタートは確かにこれはこういうファンタ系の映画の人たちは喜んでもらえる企画かもしれないなとかって余裕のある時は思ってるわけですけどいざ取り出すともう自分のことで精一杯自分が楽しむことで精一杯っていうそれが現実ですよね。多分そんなに映画が好きで特に自分の映画なんかを好きだと思ってくれてる人たちっていうのはそんなに甘くないですよ<笑>見抜かれちゃうとう、うん、はい So well first of all、um, you know if when, when, I, when I end up You know, being there, being present, and they're playing, you know, a film of mine. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll see the, you know,、uh, viewer's reaction. I'm like, oh, they, they laughed in the same place that, that I laughed. Or, oh, they, you know, they were like, oh, that's terrible. You know, in the same place that I, you know, kind of had that same reaction. And it's interesting for me, it's very interesting for me when that happens because if you're making a film, And you are trying to, you know, you're targeting every scene to the reaction you think you're gonna get. It just gets a little bit hokey.、Mm. Like, you know, the fans are very savvy to that these days. And they're like, ah,、oh, he thinks we're gonna laugh at this scene, right? He's like trying to get a laugh here, right? It just gets very fake and hokey. And so you're gonna get a fake laugh there. And so, to, so instead of just you know, going in there and just like calmly and coolly you know, like calculating you know,、uh, the reaction that you're get from, gonna get from every scene or that you're gonna get from every movie,、right? my focus is to just purely have fun. You know, like there's me and the actors, and we're working with these time constraints, and then we have to you know, focus on you know, the weather and whatever. But whatever happens, We're just trying to have fun with it,、right. is what we're trying to do. And so, you know, and that honestly, that leads to you know, this personal and emotional connection with the fans because we are just genuinely trying to have fun with it,、mm. is what we're trying to do. And, you know, and these, you know, and some of these fans will end up liking, you know, my, you know, my work, but the fans who like my work, they are not. Naive.、Mm. You know, they are they're very savvy to this. And so my focus is just, you know, on completely enjoying it. You know, the people who like, like my work, you know, I know that I can't trick them into, you know, laughing, you know, someplace where there's not a genuine reason to laugh. Mm. 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 You've made your career on making. Films that you want to see and for people that hopefully you like and want to meet. <laughs> so,、uh, what else? What's the next thing you want to see? そしてあのやっぱり自分へと、えー、がやっぱり関わりたい会いたい人に会えるようにそうですねあの、まあうん、その人に向けてあの映画を作る、うんえ
あのやっぱりそれもあの今までの,、えー、あの映画を作る、えー、とモチベーションの一つ動機、えー、だと思ってますけどもこれからどういう映画を作りたいと思ってますでしょうかあのー具体的にはっきりしているのは、うん、中国やアメリカと組んでいろいろっていう話も進んではいますけど今夢中になって進めてこれが、えー、その日本に帰ってから次に撮影に入るもう10月には撮影するんだけど。女の子3歳から6歳の本当の女児向け小さな小さな女の子に向けた、えー、アイドル戦士もの、はい、これは完全に暴力を否定する、うん、音楽とダンス要は愛,愛情で歪んでしまった人間の心を癒してその、えー、元に戻してあげるっていうそういう子供向けのテレビ番組を作ってたそれの映画化まさにその、うん、今までと全然違うもの。でもそのテレビシリーズやってるんだけどすごく楽しいですよそのシリーズをやって「ファーストラブやってまたそれをやるっていうただ全くジャンルは違うんだけど中で描いているものってそんなに変わらない<笑>それに自分のこの年で3歳から6歳の女の子たちがこうやったら喜ぶんじゃないかっていうの絶対無理だよね<笑>考えては考えず真剣にこちらも作る、うん、それが通用するかどうかっていうことだと、うんうん、それは他のお客さんに当てはまると。この人たちはこういうふうに作れば喜んでくれるんじゃないかと思うこと自体傲慢だよね<笑>無理ね、うん、はい OK so、um, yes actually right now、um, what's, what's very clear to me is that you know、um, there are projects that I'm, that I'm working on that I'm very excited about、uh, you know collaborating with、uh, you know Uh, Chinese and、uh, you know, American、uh, filmmakers and actors.、Um, so, and then another, th- another thing that's、uh, on the horizons is、uh, you know, that I'm really kind of focusing on、um, you know, full speed since、uh, the release of First or since we finished with First Love is、uh, a girls' TV show.、Um, That is called like Idol Warriors or you know, something to that effect. And basically, what, we're, what it is is it's,、uh, we're, we're, it's a girl's TV show that、um, through song and dance, these girls, you know, like they account, encounter these bad guys、uh, or these you know, terrible, you know, twisted people. And through song and dance, they kind of bring them back from the dark side, if you will. <laughs> right? And so it's a film about, you know, the, the way to overcome violence is not with violence, it's actually, you know, by softening people's hearts.、Mm. And so, you know, it's a, it's a very different、uh, type of thing than what I've done so far. It's a TV series, and we already have a film adaptation.、Uh, the film adaptation is What's Next. And, you know, it's just this very fun,、uh, you know, project. And then we did that, and then we went to,、uh, you know, we went to First Love, and now we're going back to the film adaptation of that. So it's completely different from what I've done so far.、Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about it is that, you know, even it, you know, for an old guy like me to try to, you know, design, you know,、uh, a show that, you know, three to six year old girls are going to think is fascinating or they're going to be really interested in, you know, it's, it's impossible. 
there's just no way for me to, 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 to think that through. And so we just have to just, you know, kind of observe and just, you know, do something, you know, that's more active and more, you know, at a visceral level that they can just, you know, we can't overthink it. It can't be intellectual. We just have to, you know, do something that they're involved. And we feel like that that may also be um, applicable to other people as well. So, you know, if we don't use that, we don't take that approach, then it's impossible to do something like that, right? So that's been a completely different thing for me, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that as well. Mm. I look forward to it. We look forward to it. Sounds right up my alley. It's a really fun TV series. Uh, well, this was uh, an honor for us. We've been watching your films for 20 years, and um, this has been very special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, there you have it. That is Mike. And if you were one of those folks that just wanted to hear what the translator had to say, here is that version of this conversation. But guys, please come back after that so you can hear Lisa and I do a proper outro to the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't be a jerk. Come back. So I wanted to open up the questions with making a Yakuza film in a time that Yakuza films are going out of fashion. Did you, um, did you have in mind um, bringing the tropes to a new generation? Did you feel like you had to translate the idea of the Yakuza film? So, you know, um, you know, it's funny because even if I, even if that had been uh, part of my intention, my intention, you know, there, there's no guarantee that, you know, there would be a new, you know, Yakuza film boom or anything like that. And, um, and I honestly do feel like, you know, the Yakuza film genre is going away. Um, and I don't really see any meaning. I don't personally feel like there's any meaning, you know, in trying to artificially extend the life, you know, of the Yakuza film genre. Um, but, but because, you know, it may be going away, that there's particular significance in doing a film, you know, to like kind of let it go out with a bang, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, kind of let these, bring back these Yakuza characters and just kind of let them go wild, like one last time, right? Um, at the same time, you know, the true Yakuza, uh, you know, in Japan uh, can't really, you know, they can't survive anymore. They, they, they can't, they really can't exist anymore in Japan. You know, they're not allowed to exist. And, you know, even the film Yakuza, you know, uh, Yakuza within the films aren't, you know, doing that great either. Um, you know, including, you know, your characters in the films and maybe, you know, even the actors, you know, involved. Um, but I felt like it's still worth it and still enjoyable, you know, to make a film um, in the Aquas of Film genre. And I kind of wanted to prove that to myself. Mm. I still want, I kind of wanted to, to I had, you know, maybe a, um, something I wanted to, I wanted to experiment and prove to myself that, yeah, that it was still worth doing this, so... Uh, wild and joyous uh, is what I think about when I, is what I thought about when I came out of First Love. I mean, it is an extremely exciting uh, and like uproariously funny at times. And what I've always appreciated about your films is how you jump from genre to genre to genre. Uh, and you know, do you find like the the, the more films you make? Are you blending more and more genres? So, you know, I feel like the, um, you know, Yakuza films um, may be a little bit different, but, you know, you have, in film in general, you have just so many cliché, you know, just overly, um, just, you know, themes that are, or stories that are just, you know, told over and over again. You know, like, I don't know, the... um, director of a hospital, you know, it's fighting for, you know, like, it's struggling to, for, like, power, like a, you know, a power struggle, you know, at a big organization, or, you know, a power, a political power struggle, or even, you know, uh, a family, you know, a couple with, you know, marriage problems, you know. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, a Yakuza film maybe is a little bit less common, and yet at the same time includes, you know, so many, maybe it kind of has to incorporate, you know, little bits and pieces 
of so many other genres. That's just kind of the way that I feel like a, you know a yakuza a film is. So, so coming off of other films and like you know, it feels like uh, First Love in some ways is a return to form of a lot of films that you or the yakuza genre that you've done in the past. Um, but do you feel like the genre itself of yakuza frees you up to explore? Um, more emotions than other genres that you work in, whether it's like a samurai film or, or what have you? Yes, I think so. Um, you know, and I feel like, you know, what I feel like this is is actually, it's more like a major film or like a, more like a commercial film that's acting like a genre film, <laughs> in a way. You know, something like going for something that's... Um, that feels, you know, genre and independent, but it still incorporates some universal themes. And honestly, I think that is actually maybe the ideal uh, ideal role for a commercial film, personally. Um, but it's still an independent film, and um, and because of you know because of that, I think that you know uh, myself and the actors that I was working with, that we were all very free. We had a lot of freedom, you know, in making this film. What I found so beautiful about the film was that it could be life-affirming amidst so much death and how I could walk out of the film and just feel, just feel lively, vivacious, like ready to seize anything. And do you think that joy, that kind of next level joy has to be adjacent to death and misery? Uh, well, you know, I don't think that it was um, really intentionally incorporated into my filmmaking, you know, as you know, an artificial filmmaking, you know, construct or trope it was really just because that's part of who we are as humans mm. right so you know all of us uh, have to face death you know uh, a parent that loses their child or you know a child that loses their parent and then you know then later faces death themselves right you know uh, because we're you know in that situation all of us are in that human condition you know uh, we have this life that we're we always know that there are it has an expiration date. And yet we are able to encounter or meet other people. You know, in this case, you know, this, it turns into, you know, uh, this love affair. And, you know, and we want to, we have this desire, you know, for that balance between death and life or death and joy. And we want to believe that that's, you know, that that's something that we can also have. And so, you know, in a sense, you know, I'm just simply taking, you know, um, you know, this very basic thing and just, you know, you know, laying it out very straightforwardly. Mm. So let's let's talk intention-wise. Um, you know, you, when you uh, finally decide that this is going to be your next film, uh, what is what is the creative force that is driving you to make First Love? How, and how does it differ from other projects? You know, so really what was behind um, you know, the creative motivation behind this film was that I was approached by uh, Toei, the uh, film distributor and, you know, and production company in Japan, about, you know, doing something that harkened back to like the low budget or, you know, indie film or cinema, B-cinema days of Japan. You know, where you were, you know, depicting these Yakuza or outlaws um, or, you know, these losers or people who are just, you know, nobodies. And, um, you know, and you depicted these stories, these inter inter interesting stories. And that was the way B-Cinema used to be uh, in Japan. Um, but nowadays, you know, the films that are being uh, produced, they're all, you know, about these stories that, uh, you know, the masses, you know, as many people as possible are trying to get as many fans, you know, as large as a reach as possible, or wide as a reach as possible. So, you know, like a sick person in a hospital and, you know, this, you know, tragedy or, you know, you know, something that everyone will say, oh, you know, look at that poor story. Oh, what a, you know, what a sad, you know, story or I cried, you know, when I watched this story. And, 
So the idea was, well, let's do something a little bit, let's do something different. Let's kind of, you know, rebel from that a little bit and try, you know, a different angle. And so that was kind of the start. But also, part of it was just my own personal enjoyment. You know, I wanted to make something that was interesting for me. I uh, you know that I could watch it, you know, and it would be interesting. I don't know, you know, and I don't know if audiences would watch it and think it's interesting, but that's really not my main focus. I'm not thinking, you know, how am I going to make something that as many, you know, you know, audience members or viewers are going to love as possible. I want to make something that I personally just love making it. And, um, you know, and it's, that may end up turning into something that, um, you know, that gets uh, recognized or, you know, has some level of success, but it may not. And, you know, and some people may get it and some people may not. But, you know, that was kind of our, you know, our goal was to make something that, you know, we just were interested in making ourselves. But you've made many, many, many movies, and I would think you would know what an audience wants at, at this stage in your career. Uh, do you still find yourself surprised by how uh, audiences react to your films, or, um, or, or do you feel like you can predict how you know, certain sects of your fans will like this and others will like this one? So, well, first of all, um, you know, if when when I when I end up, you know, being there, being present, and they're playing, you know, a film of mine, you know, sometimes I'll 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 see the you know uh, viewers' reaction, like oh they they laughed in the same place that that I laughed, or oh they you know they were like oh that's terrible, you know, in the same place that I you know kind of had that same reaction, and it's interesting for me. It's very interesting for me when that happens because if you're making a film and you are trying to, you know, you're targeting every scene to the reaction you think you're going to get, it just gets a little bit hokey. Mm. Like, you know, the fans are very savvy to that these days and they're like, ah, he thinks we're going to laugh at this scene, right? He's like trying to get a laugh here, right? Mm. It just gets very fake and hokey. And so you're going to get a fake laugh there. And so, to, so instead of just, you know, going in there and just like calmly and coolly, you know, like calculating, you know, the reaction that you're going to get from every scene or that you're going to get from every movie, right? My focus is to just purely have fun. You know, like there's me and the actors and we're working with these time constraints and then we have to, you know, focus on, you know, the weather and whatever. But whatever happens... We're just trying to have fun with it, mm. is what we're trying to do. And so, you know, and that honestly, that leads to you know, this personal and emotional connection with the fans, because we are just genuinely trying to have fun with it, mm. is what we're trying to do. And, you know, and these, you know, and some of these fans will end up liking, you know, my, you know, my work, but the fans who like my work, they are not naive mm. you know they are they're very savvy to this and so my focus is just you know on f completely enjoying it you know the people who like like my work you know I know that I can't trick them into you know laughing you know someplace where there's not a genuine reason to laugh mm. 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 you've made your career on making films that you want to see and for people that hopefully you like and want to meet. <laughs> so uh, what else, what's the next thing you want to see? Um, yes, actually right now, um, what's, what's very clear to me is that, you know, um, there are projects that I'm, that I'm working on that I'm very excited about, uh, you know, collaborating with, uh, you know, uh, Chinese, and uh, you know American uh, filmmakers and actors. Um, so, and then another th another thing that's uh, on the horizons is uh, you know that I'm really kind of focusing on um, you know full speed since uh, the release of first or since we finished with First Love is uh, a girls' TV show. Um, 
that is ca called like idle warriors or you know something to that effect and basically what we're what it is is it's uh, where where it's a girls TV show that um, through song and dance these girls you know like they account encounter these bad guys uh, or these you know terrible you know twisted people and through song and dance they kind of bring them back from the dark side if you will <laughs> right and so it's a film about, you know, the, the way to overcome violence is not with violence, it's actually, you know, by softening people's hearts. Mm. And so, you know, it's a, it's a very different uh, type of thing than what I've done so far. It's a TV series, and we already have a film adaptation. Uh, the film adaptation is What's Next. And, you know, it's just this very fun, uh, you know, project. And then we did that, and then we went to, uh, you know, we went to First Love, and now we're going back to the film adaptation of that. So it's completely different from what I've done so far. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting about it is that, you know, even it, you know, for an old guy like me to try to, you know, design, you know, a, a show that you know three to six year old girls are gonna think is fascinating or gonna be, be really interested in, you know, it's it's impossible. Mm -hmm. There's just no way for me to, to 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 think that through. And so we just have to just, you know, kind of observe and just, you know, do something, you know, that's more active and more, you know, at a visceral level that they can just, you know, we can't overthink it. It can't be intellectual. We just have to, you know, do something that they're involved. And we feel like that that may also be um, applicable to other people as well. So, you know, if we don't use that, we don't take that approach, then it's impossible to do something like that, right? So that's been a completely different thing for me. And uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that as well. Mm. I look forward to it. We look forward to it. Sounds right up my alley. It's a really fun TV series. Well, this was uh, an honor for us. We've been watching your films for 20 years, and uh, this has been very special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it. Takashi Miike, two versions of that conversation. What did you think? What was your preferred version? I want to know. Tweet us. <laughs> uh, probably should have mentioned in the intro that during the non-edited interview, <laughs> I had a huge coughing fit. <laughs> That's right. In front of Takashi Miike. I, I was a little concerned for about 20 seconds during that conversation, but you got it. Put, put it back together. That was so terribly stressful. <laughs> and it, there was like a whole big jug of water on the table, but only two glasses yeah. for the translator and Takashi Miike. And so I just had to like... Like suck it down. Ugh, it's awful. But you made it. You made it. And that I was, did. I mean, that was like... That's, that's, that conversation is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. I mean, Bong Joon-ho was a once-in-a-lifetime moment. And now Takashi Miike, another one. To have these back-to-back -back is insane. It's totally magical. Yeah, and I, I, I also really like at the end of that chat, when you ask him what does he want to see yeah, he that gives was a, you literally what's coming up next. That's not necessarily what you wanted. Yeah, that was a little bit of a disappointment. I wanted him to say, like, I've never seen a movie where a, a dinosaur drinks orange juice. I've never seen that. That's the kind of answer I wanted. Dude, I would kill to see Takashi Miike's dinosaur movie. <laughs> we, yeah. We recently watched Jendi Tartakovsky's Primal. Now imagine the Miike version. Could it, it would, be bloodier? Everything would be uh, animated except for the climax, which would be live action. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. So there you have it. First Love is now playing in select theaters. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area like us, you can head on over to the landmark E Street Cinema. They've got it there. Uh, but definitely put it on your radar. You you got to see this one. Mike is still firing on all cylinders. A hundred movies in. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. And once you've watched the movie, be sure to go to aftermoviediner.com where you can read my review of First Love as well as some of my other Fantastic Fest reviews. Mike shared that review on his Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That is the truth. It's probably just some kind of... <laughs> algorithm or something no I don't know. no i mean it's it's the probably, man himself <laughs> it's his team for sure yeah uh but you know don't 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 play you know like that's big deal lisa don't brush it don't, off don't don't think i didn't screen cap that because yeah. it did 
Yeah, yeah, as you should. And of course, head on over to Film School Rejects where you can read a version of this interview there that I put together. You can read our Bong Joon-ho interview over there. And you can actually take a glimpse into the future at a few other conversations that I had in Fantastic Fest that are already up at FSR and will be coming to the ItMod Chatcast channel. Uh, But guess what? We're bringing you two chats this week. So you're listening to our Takashi Miki episode right now and you loved it. And on Friday, we're going to drop a really, really, really fun mini micro chat with actor Tom Atkins. That's nuts. Uh, Yeah, like, all right, it mod. High fives all around to the dorks. This is this has just been a whirlwind of really great content that I just did not imagine would happen when we started this podcast five years ago. Yeah, that's that's wild. Totally surreal. Please share these episodes with your friends, your neighbors, your countrymen. We would really appreciate it. Uh, Follow the other dorks, Darren Smith at the Disco Dork on Instagram and Twitter, Brian Young at the Turtle Dork, Billy Das at WB Das. Lisa, where can we find you? You can always find me at Sidewalk Siren on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on all social medias at Mouth Dork. And until Friday, guys... Take care. Visions are worth fighting for. Why spend your life making someone else's dreams 